Good morning, North America. Welcome to Church Talk TV, lively talk about life, church, and church life. I'm your co-host, Dr. Bill Tenney Britton, and I'm joined as usual by my co-host, Dr. Chris Tenney Britton, and we're broadcasting from our studio in Columbia, Missouri, the heartland of America. Say good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Church Talk Live. There's Bill. I'm Chris, my wonderful husband, Dr. Bill. You didn't come on right away. I'm going, well, there was Dr. Bill. <laughs> we are, I was going to let you do the show all by yourself. We're just going to solo it today and, and let you run with trying to train pastors on how they can avoid pastor fetch and how they can you know manage their time so they get the important stuff done instead of managing members, which is, let's be honest, that's mostly what pastors in non-growing churches are doing yeah is we're definitely. taking care of the members yeah that pastor fetch right i love we've heard that how well i don't know probably bill Easom's the one who said that to us yeah. first yeah. I mean, it's See, been so many years I don't know the term, I think. it was yeah it's been so many years ago but you talked yeah. about pastor fetch and you know and i always just envisioned the little bone and it's whatever you <laughs> want right yeah <laughs> Let me call the word. Let me call the word. Oh, there's trouble. Let me make sure that they're all happy. I mean, what else is there? You need to say well, this. Wait, well, you need to study. Just, just, just for a moment. Let's, let's, let's let the apostles, Ooh. the first church. Let's let them be today's pastor in the today's average non-growing church. Bam, 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 bam. Hey, pastor. The food pantry isn't doing what it needs to do. And, you know, the, the widow women of, of the, the Greek, the, the new Christians, the, you know, the new people in the church, they are not getting their fair share. They, they're, they're missing out. And, you know, the traditionalists, those who have been here forever, they're, you know, they're just, they're not really hogging at all, but they're, they're, it's, it's designed for them and not for the others. And, and you need to do something about it. And Peter says, hang wait, on, wait, let wait, me grab wait, the team. Wait, wait, Let's wait, build wait, a committee wait. and we'll deal with, deal with it. Wait, 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 wait. I want to interrupt you there because I want you to go back, but I want to do what the, today's pastor will do, right? Right. We'd say, oh, Oh, okay. I'm in the middle of dinner right now. Wait, wait. Well, I'm almost done. I can forego. I can forego dessert. Let Let me just. Let me get right down there. Can you meet with me? Oh, I'll. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm still on the phone, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and and I'll be right there. Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see if I drive. Yeah, you know, it's usually only if I think I can be there in about twelve minutes or so. I'll I'll see you in just a moment. And then let me grab. Let me grab all the staff so we can work together. Oh yeah, no, they won't even do staff because they're going to figure out how to do all, We're going to call all the apostles. We're going to call everyone in, and we're going to oh, in, okay. In, I see in, what you're saying. Everyone in fixing this food pantry oh, issue oh, oh, because oh, but, it's wait. our job to fix it. Right, but but on top of that, let me just do it for now until I can get it to a board meeting, and we can take it to the board who's already bored, and we can just talk it over to death. In the meantime, I'm going to be down there because I have to. Somebody's got to open the door. I've got a key. You know, it just goes on and on and on and on. And and, and this may sound funny to you. You may be saying, "Shut the hell up," you know, whatever it is. But here's a reality. This is exactly what we've heard and seen over and over and over again. Hey, pastor, fetch. 
Go ahead. Go so what would Peter do? do? It's, it's the pastor's job too. And, you know, as, as I look over the years um, of where we as pastors got our training, you know, what does a pastor do? What's a pastor's job in the church? Well, those of us who were raised in the church, me, and you were up until a point, you, you stopped being raised in the church when you were yeah, 10. Yeah, I was 10. But, you know, but, when I, but, but th those are formative years. And, you know, so let's just say 10, 12 years old and younger in the church, what do we see the pastor's job as? Well, he, it was mostly a he back then, <laughs> he preached on Sunday morning. Um, if there was a children's time, he or she did the children's time, but that's what they did. That, that was obviously the pastor's job was standing up there in front of people and, and talking, that, the preaching, that was a sermon. Now, if we had some sort of a crisis in our family, you did, um, yeah. you know, then, then the pastor shows up for a pastoral visit. And so we begin to see, oh, well, what a pastor does is the pastor preaches and the pastor comes and sees us in our home in times of crisis. And so when, when we, as we get older, you know, through our youth, that's our image of pastors. Maybe they teach the youth group. My pastor taught the youth group. So it was preaching, teaching the youth group and doing emergency kind of pastoral care. That was what the pastor did. Um, and always prayed over the fellowship meals, you know, when he had a fellowship meal. Now, if we are called to ministry, then, you know, maybe, well, before we get called to ministry, let's, let's continue the, the, this metaphor. So we, we, we joined the church, we stayed in the church for whatever reason. And so we're young adults and we get drafted into some sort of a team, some sort of a committee. We get put on the board because we're the young adult in the group. And so now what we see the pastor doing is whatever the board wants them to do. You yeah. know, the board, the board says, hey, pastor, you need to put together this, the stewardship uh, program and pastor, you need to, and you need to. And so we begin seeing that there's more to the role of the pastor than just visiting and preaching and obviously doing the youth group. And, and, and so eventually, if we feel called to ministry, we go to, we go to seminary and, or, or some sort of training school where in seminary, they train you for a church that by and large doesn't exist anymore. Um, you know, that it, it stopped existing in the 1950s. And let me finish my thing, and when I get through the you seminary, because then over. I got some to say. Okay. Right, right, right. So, so, but they, but they, but they teach you the role of the pastor. Is like I, I got, I, I was taught pastoral care, I was taught pastoral counseling, I was taught pastoral a, a church administration, you know, management. Um, what I wasn't taught was how to lead a church or how to grow a church. All right, I'll pause, and then because I see you're dying to say something. So yeah. Yeah, well, on. I am because I want to just add in, yeah. you know, kind of a little yeah. side of that, right? Because I did leave church when I was ten, and um, the minister came and visited after the funeral. My mom, we left when my mom died. The minister did come after, uh, you know, a couple weeks to talk to my dad, and I don't know, could have been a month, but talked to him about you know, the rules that he had because he was a deacon and a Sunday school teacher. So it was like, it was pastoral, but, it, and it was also uh, talking about his leadership and what he was able to do and not he being my dad at that time. Um, I don't remember him being there. I'm positive. In fact, that he wasn't there after the funeral, like for the church dinner, the ladies came to our house to, you know, bring the, bring dinner. I remember the women, I, I am, absolutely positive Dr. Blackwood was not there for that, but so many pastors are, it's an expectation. You come, you stay the whole time, right? You, you just figure a funeral's a whole day long thing. I won't say ordeal, but it could be for some. Okay. And then, uh, all right. Um, 
And we were in a larger church. You know, today, I can't tell you exactly how many that would be. I know we had a couple of of, um, services, uh, but we had, and we have one associate. And that associate worked with my parents when my mom was still alive to start new ministries. But it was my parents and a couple of other couples that were doing that. It wasn't the associate running it. It wasn't the minister. The minister didn't lead a Sunday school, you know, not an associate either. Now, some of you out there may be saying, well, I'm not in a church with an associate. I'm I'm, I'm in a church with 50, 50 people or 75. Most of you are in that situation where you right. don't have an associate. Right. I mean, and, well, and here's the reality. You're going to stay in a church of 50 or 75 if you keep doing everything. Well, the food pantry won't open. Then guess what, Pastor? That is not the church's ministry. It just became your ministry. I mean, that on, could, you're, jumping, wait, you're, wait. Jumping, you're jumping forward to solve the problem. Let's, let's, let's get this defined, well well defined first. Okay. Well, oh, I okay. I guess it's so well defined in my mind. Right. Um, that's not necessarily true of everyone. So let, let right. me. Okay. Right. So keep going. Keep defining. So, so seminary, we're, we're trained, you know, to do these things. And then we get to our first call. And that's where we're given our bullet point list of all the things that pastor, this is what we expect out of you. And who gives it to you? Wait, tell them who gives it to you. The board of the church, you know. That's right, exactly. That's what I want you to say. Right. And so they tell you, they set the expectations of what you're supposed to do. So what you've learned about how to be a pastor, what it takes and what the roles and responsibilities of a pastor have come from, your experience from seminary, um, from and from your first call, where or your first calls, where someone said, "This is your job. This is your job. This is your job." And and here's the deal: none of that is biblically based. And if you want to know what a pastor's job is, perhaps we ought to appeal to a higher authority than what everybody else wants us to do, or right. what we've experienced in church. Perhaps we ought to look at what actually happened in Acts six. Maybe we ought to take a real serious look at Ephesians 4, 11 to 13 of what the pastor's role is. Yes, it is absolutely true. There is nothing in the, in the New Testament that gives us a job description like the old description. The Old Testament gave us a job description for the priest. I mean, even to what you had to wear in the pulpit, so to speak. But in the New Testament, we don't have that. But we do have very clear defined roles of this is the responsibility for the church leader. And this is a responsibility for the church members. But we have turned that on his head. And the pastor, because he or she is paid, you do, you're an employee, and you'll do what we darn well tell you to do. Um, and my question to you, pastor, is who's your boss? And really, it, I mean, Billy some used to ask us all the time, is this a call or is it a career? Right. And if it's a call, God's the boss. And if it's a career, your board's the boss. Which one is it, Pastor? All right, Chris, now let's solve the problem. Okay, well, wait, 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 because now I have at least a couple more things. I had three, but I can't remember what it is. So maybe I've forgotten. It's not really three. It's only two. Okay. Anyways, so, um, okay, so you do have to be accountable. Yeah, Um, my lipstick will go all over my face. You do have to hold yourself accountable. And so the board and people, if you're watching this out there, you're not a pastor, please know the board is not there to dictate. It's really to make sure that across the board, ministry is happening, that the ministry is being effective and that it is sustainable, right? Yeah, it's you, not- the, the pastor is not meant to be the autonomous dictator. 
That's right. I want to be really clear on that because often that's what that sounds like. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? It is. It gets to do whatever he or she wants to do. No. Whenever you say that, I'm like, no, that's why I have to come back here with this part of it. I do want to touch back, though, on Old Testament and models for leadership and what leaders are supposed to do. And it really, my favorite back there is Moses and um, and Jethro, right, where Moses is out there and he's seeing everybody, you know, and they're like, woohoo, and uh, we're, we're going to go talk to him. And he's like, like, your wife, you know, she she's not around. She went home. Like, she went home and came back and and now I'm with her and you didn't even notice she was gone. That may not be real. But um, anyways, uh, the reality is, he's like, you can't do it. You've got to have people that are doing that ministry. And it just comes back and comes back. The, the ministry is not just yours. You've got to, you've got to give responsibility to other people. Now that's a whole other topic though, about who those people are and how to do that and how we organize for that. But I, it, this is really about a pastor or, Hey, if you're a lay person in the church, it's, work with your pastor, right? Work with your pastor, help your pastor and help your church, allow your pastor to do what she or he needs to do. So so let's, 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 let's go with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because we're halfway our time, which is good. I like this. Spend half of our time spelling out the problem. And the problem is, is that, I mean, and just to put it in a nutshell, the problem is, is that most churches aren't growing. That's right. an absolute truth, okay, in, in North America, that 85% of the church are just still on, pl- on plateau or in decline. But if you're, um, if you're plateaued, you're not growing. So let's be right. real with that, right? Right. right. Okay. Plateau, plateau is the first step of decline. Right. <laughs> I know that. But we, we'll say, right. oh, we're just plateaued. You know, we're doing okay. We did that. No, no, you're not doing okay. Right. Uh-oh. Exactly. Yeah. Make no, no, that's um, it's just the camera and it likes to, it likes to take, you know, it's, it freezes at the moments that are the most flattering, obviously. <laughs> you know, anyway, so it's, it's, it's like the wedding photos that they take, you know, the, the serendipitous ones or the spawn. Anyway. All right. Be as it may. All right. So, so, so the role of the pastor is the key. What yeah. is the pastor's job? And if a church isn't growing, it's largely, you know, and, and I've, I've had a number of conversations the last two days with pastors um, and talking about, well, we don't have an inviting culture. You know what? Your members have invited everybody they know, some of them 14 times, and they could only ask their neighbor to come visit their church so many times. And, you know, maybe they came once and said, yeah, no, thank you. But your members have already invited everybody growing the church might not be in their DNA because if they could have grown the church, they'd have done it without you. So that being the case, pastor, it kind of falls on you. But let's talk about the five things that you cannot let go of. There are five responsibilities, five jobs that you have. Now, you need to hear, pastor, and lay people, yeah. your pastor is responsible for everything that goes on in that church because your pastor is the leader of the church. The buck but stops a, there. No, no, yeah, the buck stops there. Exactly right. right. But the, the having responsibility for it doesn't mean having the responsibility to do it. Exactly. The doing part largely belongs to the membership. Okay, so 
I'm watching time. I want to make sure right. we have three minutes at the end for a commercial. So I don't so, be a problem. So, we'll have plenty of time. Tell so us the five. Point. Okay. So well, before I get to five, let me just real quick go back to Act Six. Okay. Act Six, food pantry problem. They come and bang on the door, and and Peter doesn't go with them. Peter and the boys say, "Listen, folks, this is a this is a ministry problem." This, this is a church problem, and the church, the membership, needs to deal with it. So here's what we want you to do. Now, they notice they, they don't take responsibility for fixing it. They take responsibility for providing a system for whereby that problem can be fixed. They said, listen, pick out seven folks. And, and, and there's, here's the criteria for choosing leaders. By the way, this is the criteria should be used for, for choosing every leader in your church. Number one, they have a great reputation. People look at them and go, that's the kind of person I want to be. They have a good reputation. Number two, they are spiritually mature. Now, that doesn't mean that they're, you know, that, that they're all that in, in, a, in a cup of water or whatever that saying is. But, you know, that, that they are moving the needle towards maturity as a Christian. They're behaving well. And number three, they're making good decisions. They're wise. Three criteria known by the folks, has, has is spiritually mature or moving in that direction, and third, is has wisdom or makes good decisions. And then they said, turn it over to them, and we'll let them run it. And the, what did the church say? Oh, that's a good idea. And then Peter says, our job is to essentially, I mean, he didn't say word and sacrament, but he essentially said, what, what word and prayer and teach and pray teach and pray and 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 i should point out that when that came out into what does that look like the preaching was proclamation or if you will evangelism it was reaching out beyond the church to bring more people in okay, okay? i mean they there was there was the internal stuff too but their their focus was up front making disciples. They were counting the numbers. We have five. We have we have three thousand now. We need to go to five thousand, which they did, um, etc. So go ahead. I, I hear you saying. Go ahead. Jump. I, I see. I see that hand. I'm, well, I'm counting. So well, oh, okay. yeah. Number one. I, I want to. You know. Uh, yeah. They did not say we need to go, okay, because when you start to say that, because a lot of us will say, hey, we're going to go to 2000 or hey, we're going to go to 100. And then we stop there. Right. I right. mean, it was we're reaching people. Right. I mean, we are we are adding people Honestly, to the kingdom. Right. Right. More people are becoming followers of Jesus. We can just say that we don't even have to talk about the kingdom if you don't like that language. But we are are, are introducing people to Jesus and, right. and and helping them to become leaders on the way. And we we don't have we don't have time or opportunity to be dealing with, you know, this side stuff that was being dealt with, you know, get it or together, to get the right people, get right. the right leaders in the right place. So. Right. So, okay, so now you've already started touching on this, right? You're okay, identifying so number, leaders. Are you okay, so, that? Okay, yeah, that, but I'm, that's number three. Number one, the, okay, your number on. one priority, your number one responsibility, Pastor, is conspicuous spiritual modeling. Number one, you have to deal with your interior life, your behavior, your accountability, and he, key word, conspicuous. Yes. People have to be able to see that yes it's great go to your prayer closet and do some of your prayers but do the do teach folks how to do these things by modeling yeah you know, if and you you're want to go to your church, 
model yeah. evangelism, model, right. you know, at, at, out in the public, yeah. model yeah. praying with people out where people can see you, etc. It's not like, it's not the Pharisees. Hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing. This should be a part of your life. Right. Well, and this is this is the conspicuous spiritual, uh, a conspicuous spiritual life and praying. Yes, by all means, pray in your prayer closet. I don't do well praying with, you know, with other lots of other people because, like, on daily prayer for the way I pray. But for, for me, every you, person I I like going out in and praying at Starbucks, you know, or at the coffee shop. Yeah, but but I want to say but okay, the way that that you can share in about your prayer life without being haughty or, or whatever about it still having those quiet, intimate prayer closet type of, of places and experiences are to say, you know, while I was praying this week or in my prayers on Wednesday morning. So you see how you're model modeling in, in that way. It's not, yeah, it's not haughty. It's not showing off, but it's letting people know that, and, and sets an expectation we pray on Wednesday morning, right? And 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 they might see, well, the minister prays on Wednesday morning. You're and 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 I don't know, I've done this so many times, you know. Oh, I bet you think I pray because I'm the minister. Nah, I do because I follow Jesus, or I do that because I love Jesus, you know, and it's that time that I need to spend with them. So yeah, okay. So conspicuous spiritual modeling. Modeling. Okay. okay number two, okay is mission, um, I, I don't want to say discernment because the mission was given to you. The mission of the church has been given to you by the founder here. I told you what it was about, but mission alignment. So the mission of the church is to, out of the words of the founder, to make disciples. That's the job of the church. That is that is the purpose of the church is to make disciples. More of them and better of them. And I remind you that better of them always make more of them. So it's all about making more disciples. So keeping the church aligned to its mission, helping the church, you know, this, will this XYZ ministry that we're going to talk about, will this ministry help us achieve our mission? If it doesn't, then why are we doing it? That, that, that may be a good idea for somebody else's church or somebody else's organization, but for our church, this is what we do. This is what we're focused on, making disciples more and better. So that's number two. Number three, Vision discernment. God so loved the world, he didn't ever send a vision to a committee or a team, ever. Not once. He sent it to a leader who was able to share that vision, get the buy-in. People went, wow. And it didn't come out of nowhere that, that the leaders were in the, with the Hebrews or with, the, with Jesus or with you know, Paul and his group. But any, any, they were with. It wasn't done in a vacuum. But they... This is the vision, and then it's vision casting, and that's both in the church and outside the church. This is where evangelism, disciple-making, making more disciples is happening outside the church, is the pastor sharing the vision of the church with the, the mayor and the chief of police and the barista and the guy or gal standing in the line at the grocery store or whatever. So that's number three. I, I'm, I'm look, I'll, I'll, if you wave your hand, I'll know that I, I should stop and let you go on. Okay, well, I'm taking number, notes, so go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm taking notes okay. to wrap up. Yeah. Just for the record, this is in our books. Number four. <laughs> number four is oh, team building. Is you know your team, your your ministry teams. We call them dream teams. 
your decision-making team and your ministry team. You need two teams in your church. You need a dream team. That is your ministry team. They're the ones who do who are looking at inviting people, connecting people, discipling people, and sending people out as neighborhood missionaries. Those are the four staff members that you should have eventually. Um, so building teams and also your, your board team or your vestry or, or session or whatever you call that team, building that team up, training them, keeping them aligned, etc. Alignment's huge, going back to number one and, or number two and three. And the fifth one is you're responsible for financial, um, financial fundraising, if you will. You're in charge of making sure there's a stewardship campaign if that's the kind of thing you do. Your, your, your job, again, isn't to do all of it, but your job is to, you, you steer that church in the, in the proper financial um, the reaping and sowing bits of it. You're, you're, you're in charge of making sure the money is there or making sure you have people in place whose job is to make sure the money is there. By the way, your financial team, their number one job is not to tell you no. Their number one job is to say, how are we going to get the money to do the ministry we need? And if there's not enough money to do the ministry we need, then you, pastor, and that team are putting your heads together saying, how do we make this happen? Not, what do we have to cut? How do we make this happen to get the ministry done? Or who do we need to replace on the team? I mean, that is the bottom line, right? If your team isn't effective, then you have to, you have to, you know, it's the right butts in the right seats, right? right. So on the bus. So, yeah. So I wanted to kind of, I wanted to put these into more active and uh, in, in active ways of saying it. So you've got to model a conspicuous, you've got to conspicuously model your spirit or a spiritual life, your spiritual life, which means, as you said, I think you did, but to be explicit, you have to have a spiritual life. And then the second is that you're continually aligning your ministries with your mission. So for every ministry you do, you're asking the question, how does this support or uh, further our mission? It, does it reflect our mission? Is it going to, to, um, to build on, on our mission? And if not, that's another conversation um, that for another day. Or you can call and ask and we'll tell you we'd love to um the third is discern your vision uh that that's your church's direction it's looking at that mission and it's interpreting continually interpreting um this is what's going on around us now what do we need to be doing now and into the future for our church to be on um to be moving forward right the direction of our bus again Okay, but that's another thing too. Okay, four, you're going to build your teams. So that's that who needs to be in what position. You know people, you know your people. Uh, hopefully you know your people, not be the ones that are just, just the ones that are sick or infirmed or whatever. You know your people. And if you're in a larger church, and quite honestly, once you get to about 75 people, you can't really know your people, probably not even 75. You may think you do. One hundred five is the number. That's, okay. That's, okay. Then you're a better person than I. That number, that's, that's, that's a number of researchers have said one hundred five is really all the people you can know. Okay. Well, I want to know what are their gifts. What are you know? And again, that's a whole. That's a, another program that we can do. Again, um, spiritual gift 
stuff. Yeah, we, we can't do a lot in a half hour in your three minutes. Right. You're, you're okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And the last one is you've got to make sure that your financial systems are effective. And, right. and, and there right. it is. If, if the monies aren't there and your stewardship or, or your finance people are saying you can't do that, then you've got to tell them, you know what, it, or, or we're going to cut your salary. If you can't do this, say, obviously the wrong people are, um, or there are right people on the wrong team because they're your responsibility is to raise monies. And if they don't think so, they can watch us. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, I want to wrap up just one sentence wrap. wrap up. Okay, go, go, go. Notice what is not on that list and what is on that list. Pastor, those are your responsibilities of those are the things you must do. Anything else belongs to somebody else in your congregation. Start offloading them. And we have a resource for that, um, the Get More Time Planner. Um, it's available at the Facebook group, um, the the Next Level Facebook group uh, for church growth you can get from, from us. That's We're coming out this week. If you're a layperson and you want to get a copy of it, direct message me um, on Facebook. We'll get it to you. Advertisement. Talk about what we're about ready to launch here in, I think, the next week. Next week. And, okay, but the one thing I told you when we talked about what we were talking about today is the word no. And that the one thing all successful people can do is say no. They know the word no. And that's huge. Now I say that to you right before our commercial, but that does not allow you to say no to us because in with this and so much more, it really does go back to the conspicuous spiritual life. It goes to, um, to balance in your life, uh, your life pastor, life as a as a um, a follower of Jesus, right? As a Christian, as a disciple, little D disciple, big D disciples out there as well. Anyways, we are launching this coming week our prayer. Pray Power Network. I'm going to get this right someday. It's our Pray Power Network. As a member of the Pray Power Network, you get weekly motivationals. They're motivating devotionals. You get weekly renew and uh, review and renew sessions where you come together with Bill and myself. And we um, will look at what your challenges have been over the week. We'll offer some input on that. We've got spiritual um, practices to teach each and every week. So you get the review and renew. You'll get quarterly um uh, workshops as well as quarterly uh, mini retreats, just midday mini retreats once every quarter. And you were going to add something and. No, I was going to say the webinars, but you, you covered it. You covered I got the it. webinars okay. and there's the Hope to Habits, uh, the Hope to Habits course. Uh, it's a seven week course. So um, it starts with a seven week course, the Hope to Habits course. That's a two, uh, that's $200 and membership for the Prayer Power Network is $49 a month. And, oh yeah, and there's the Pray Pals Network Facebook group. So that will be up there continually, uh, again, giving tips, giving ideas, uh, challenging you, giving you the opportunity to weigh in on what am I working on this week, working on spiritually. So it's really to undergird and to support and to build and to grow your spiritual life, your relationship with God, with Jesus, and um, with practices that really, really do work. And so look for announcements next week. This is our preliminary announcement. Look for announcements next week. We are like totally out of time. We are. Thanks. Thank you for staying with yes. us. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye See you bye. next week. Bye.